Hello, I'm here again with Christina Grad. Gad? Grad? Christina Gad. Grad. Sorry. <laughs> Christina Gad, sorry. I've said your name enough times. I should have got that right. How are you, Chris? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, I've been called a lot worse sometimes. Yeah, not by me, though. Not by me. No, not by you. No, definitely not. We're good. We're I'm well, thank you. Good. So we're going to continue with these five secrets of accelerated learning. And I think people know enough now what they are, so we won't go back over that. If this is the first time you've listened, please go back and look at some of the earlier podcasts in this series. So do you want to just quickly tell us what this one's about? This one's about the brain and how does it learn best? So what do we, what do we know about the brain and to make stuff stick? Right. Okay. So this is the fifth secret, the last one. It's um, how, how to make stuff stick by, by using brain knowledge. <laughs> I don't know why I did that because you described it perfectly well. <laughs> and I just summarized it by describing it worse. So, <laughs> but anyway, so I don't think my brain's working that well today. It's been a day when I've found myself very inarticulate and struggled to find oh. the simplest of words in conversation. So I've just had a big glass of water, which I'm told is an important part of looking after your brain. I'm sure that will make a huge difference, John, definitely. Yeah. Well, let's hope yeah. so. Otherwise this, water. otherwise, this is going to be a really tedious podcast, I'm afraid. I don't think it will be. Hopefully not. So do you want to just tell us what do you, what order you want to talk about this in or what structure? So, John, I think we discussed this before, and I thought it'd be quite good fun if we had a little experiment, first of all. Oh, yeah. And it's something that um, I do on some of the workshops that we run. So instead of telling people loads of stuff about the brain, I get them to do an activity, which then we can talk about, and it brings out lots of ways in which the brain works. Are you up for that? Oh, definitely, yeah. All right, so we'll start with that. And then I thought it might be useful just to talk about, well, why bother making things brain-friendly? Then there's the question that people often ask me, which is, do you have to virtually become a neuroscientist then, you know, to know lots of stuff about the brain? And we'll talk about that. And then I'm going to give you my top tips. And I'm not a neuroscientist, but I've got a keen interest in the brain. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Looking forward to this. I didn't know we get to play a game as well, so quite excited about this one. Yes. What do I have to do? Right. Well, I sent you a sheet, John, which had um, 20 objects on it, and we're going to share this, the sheet on the website as well so people could actually have a go at this themselves. And I'm going to give you – don't turn the sheet over just yet. All right, hang on. I've got to find it first. This is in that email you sent me, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, got so, it. So – what uh, don't look at it just yet don't look at the pictures i'm going to give you just two minutes to memorize all of these objects in whatever way you choose to do okay Okay. i'm covering the screen of a piece of paper okay you tell me when you're uh, shall i say ready set go yeah what have i got to do memorize them and i've got two minutes memorize them in two minutes and then i'll give you two minutes afterwards to actually recall them all right so i'll say ready set go so ready set go right okay so it's like an old car there's carrots i think it is a picture of the queen Uh, a toaster Uh, i don't know what the hell that is i know there's some bricks there's a shoe there's a hat some sort of book i think i don't know what that is some it paint. is a book. It is a book. Okay, all right, a book. Paint. 
uh, some Valentine's Day chocolates, Hello Magazine, a stapler, some keys, a teapot, a rug, a bag, recycling bag, a spoon, I think that is, mm-hmm. uh, a motorbike, some glasses, and a an old-fashioned BlackBerry-style mobile phone. Indeed. Okay. So how am I doing for time? You've um, got about one minute and ten seconds left. Right, okay. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. So if you can just cover up. Oh, hang on, your phone's ringing. No, it's just my timer. Oh, is that your alarm? Yes. Okay. Alarm's gone off to show me it was two minutes. So um, if you can cover up that piece of paper. Done that. Yeah, done it. I've closed it down. And so let's test you now, John, see how much you've remembered. Oh, straight away, right. Yeah, okay. straight away. Right. All right, well, hang on. Hello, magazine. Yeah. Um, a shoe, a book, an old car, a mobile phone, Blackberry style. Um, I don't know if that's important. A tin of paint, um, some bricks. Uh, God, this is hard. can't remember anything else. <laughs> God, that's pathetic. How many have I got? How many was there? There were 16. 20. In total, 20. and you've got, got five, six, seven so far. Seven. Oh, that's rubbish, isn't it? So, um, and there was an oh, there was a hat, a cap. There was a rug. Um, there was a teapot. There was a picture of the Queen. Oh, I can't believe how bad I am at this. Oh, motorbike. There was a motorbike. Okay. There were no, there were no more vehicles. I don't think. There was uh, a stapler. That's 13. You're doing well. Uh, It's getting a bit more respectable now, isn't it? Yeah. You've still got 50 Um, seconds left. I've got seven to get. Okay. There was some quite dull household object type things. There was a toaster. Did I say that? Oh, you haven't said toaster. No, that's 14. Oh, (coughs) oh, gosh. There was a spoon. Yeah. I can't remember what was second. There was the car and then there was something else. Then there was the picture of the queen. I can't remember what was second. How annoying. Just coming up to 10 seconds. Um, God, I'm under pressure now. Glasses. Did I say a pair of glasses? You didn't, but you can have that. Five, God. four, three, two, one. Oh, I don't know. Okay. So you did. How many really, did I get? Really How many? Well. Let me just count them now. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Fifteen. That's a respectable That's all right. number. And considering right, that you said that you didn't remember very many many of them, that was very good. So, how did you try to remember these things? Hang on, I want to see which ones I didn't get first. Oh, okay. Hold on, because it will just annoy me if I don't get it. Bloody carrots. carrots! That was it. The second one I didn't get carrots. I got the shoe. Oh, the chocolates! I missed those. Keys. Okay. The bag. That's it, though, isn't it? I've got everything else. Yeah. You've got, only missed three. You missed uh, five. So you missed the carrots, oh. you missed the chocolates, you missed the keys, yeah. you missed the yeah. bag. So you got 16, actually, didn't you? Yeah. That was very, very good. That's a really respectable score. I think that's quite high performing. I think really. it is. I'm quite yeah. happy with that. So did you I'm use right any tricks to actually try and remember? Well, I read them out, yeah. first of all, deliberately. I read them out a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I also initially started off doing them in order, yeah, and then I then I stopped doing that because I, I wasn't sure that was helping. 
I'm not quite sure why I stopped doing that, but I started doing them in a different order. I think some things were just stuck in the brain because they were different, like the Hello magazine was the, a proper picture. Yeah. And that, that was it, really. I didn't really use any other tricks, okay. I don't think. So doing things in an order. If you ask me in another 20 minutes, God knows what I'll I remember. Know. Doing things in an order definitely helps. So if you've got um, an order and you try and remember them in order, it, it will actually help you. But there wasn't really any oh, okay. real order to them. Now, one thing I know that you actually said, there's a couple of things that you said which stood out, was that the Hello magazine stood out because it was so different. And so what would, what we try and do is pick up things that the brain does naturally and use those and apply those things to what we do when we're helping people to learn. So if something is unusual or it stands out, people are more likely to remember that thing. The other thing that you mentioned, and you may not have been aware of it, of you you said something about transport. There were different types of transport. or Because can you remember oh, yes. the different types yeah. of transport? Anything to do with transport? What were the... Yeah. Two things was, to do with transport. There was an old car yeah. and there was a motorbike. There was a motorbike. And uh, you might tenuously um, put in the keys in there as well if you're thinking about cars to the ignition. But if I'd asked you about, for instance, uh, anything to do with food or eating, what items would you remember, John? Well, the chocolates, the yeah. carrots. I suppose the spoon. Yeah. That's it, I think. There was a toaster as well, yeah? Oh, yes. And if you were looking, if I asked you about items that you might wear, what items would you have said? Uh, the hat, the glasses. Yeah. Um, the shoe. Yeah. The shoe, wasn't there? So you got all of like those things, shoe. yeah. The additional thing, again, tenuous, might have been the rug because you might, or blankets, you might wear that. That is pretty tenuous. <laughs> that is tenuous. That is pretty tenuous. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry, John, but you know. Don't know what you do in your house, Chris. No, I know. We don't. We wear rugs here. That's it. So the point is, is that um, naturally, even though the order seemed to be the way to go, naturally the brain will group things. And I've done this lots and lots and lots of times, and people have struggled to get things in order and you know repeat them back in the in the way that they'd learnt them and everything. But when I suddenly start to ask them, well, were there any animals? Were there anything to do with transport and all these different categories? They just seem to reel them back. It's quite amazing that the brain does that naturally. The other thing that we've tried to do with people to help them is to, some people say they use um, a story to remember those things. Now, um, on the sheet that I gave you, I also gave you a story. And, and what I would do in a workshop is I'd give um, one group just the items uh, on a table and I'd give the other people a story with the items in it. Uh, me thinking that that story would help people to learn those 20 items. But actually, what I found was, and I've run this quite a few times, is that people actually get annoyed because the story doesn't make sense to them. And they start to make up their own story. And that's that's a really key bit of learning for me about how the brain works in that stories are great to help people to learn things and and uh, but it has to be your story it has to be yours that to, to make it work best as well what other tips if you were going to do it again john what might you actually do to learn better there was something that you said and i can't remember the exact words that you said but it, it, i suppose it's linked to your point about it has to be your story yeah. what i didn't do is associate any of those things with myself uh, and I wonder uh -huh. if that would have been a better thing to do. And I yeah. didn't really think about it till afterwards because um, yeah. there was nothing there that obviously did link to myself. Yeah. But I, obviously you can make stuff up. You can make something fairly tenuous up. Yeah. So I wonder if I could have 
I mean, the grouping thing seems to work for me. I like the grouping things. Yeah. Especially if you can have an even number in each group. I yeah. find that easier to think. But I would have tried to associate things with myself. Grouping works for most people. And uh, and it is quite amazing. I do this uh, with a pack of cards in a live workshop where they've got the cards have got pictures on them. And it's incredible. People who really, really struggle to get all of these items in an order the grouping, you know, they can just rattle them off and that, you know, and so if that's the way that the brain works, that it naturally groups things, then we should learn something from that. We should learn that we should group things that naturally are grouped together, you know, topics that naturally fall together, group them so it makes sense when when people are learning. Yeah, I think there's something about the number three as well. Because if you sort of say, you know, there are three transport things, three um, food things, whatever, that just seems to feel right yes and i know i've yeah. done that myself in workshops before where i'm trying to get people to remember stuff i do try and group them into threes i yeah. hadn't realized i was doing it for this reason but i've done it just because it's effective yeah and small numbers if you group it into small numbers you'll, you'll tend to remember it's like if you remember your phone number if your mobile phone number do you remember every single number or do you how do you remember it when 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 you actually try and uh, recall it to somebody I remember it in groups of three. Yeah. It's nine numbers because yeah. mine's, a, mine's a Spanish mobile. So I remember it in three groups of three. Yeah. And have you ever? And had... I have to remember it in English as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say Spanish. I have to translate. Have you ever had that when you've, repeat, when you've told somebody your number and they repeat it back to you and they don't put it back in the same groups of numbers and you really struggle to, to know whether that's your number or not because I, I know that I've, I've done that before um, it has yeah. to be in the same groups and and um, people talk about those various parts of the brain for the higher learning and we've got the prefrontal cortex which is very energy hungry and it's got few slots for learning and so if you can group things into a number of slots then it helps your brain to learn better. That's why you sort of group things because numbers, telephone numbers tend to be, is it about nine or 10 numbers? I can't, I, I can't remember, but that's too many slots. Uh, now, currently, I think people were saying that we've got seven plus or minus two slots in the prefrontal cortex, which allows you to remember uh, between five and nine different groups of things. Uh, once we get beyond that, the brain just basically starts to get rid of stuff because it's too much. Um, some people say that they can remember more than that. Some people can say that they can remember less than that. But it's worth knowing that we've got a limited amount of space in the prefrontal cortex that uh, the brain can actually use. And so it's a good idea to sort of keep the, the, the number of bits of information to smaller numbers and to chunk things and to group things. So there's lots and lots. Already we're learning lots of stuff about the brain without actually knowing very much about what, what it looks like, what the various parts are or anything. And this is the sort of brain uh, stuff that I get really fascinated with. It's the practical application of it. It's not the, the nitty gritty, well, you've got um, you know, the corpus callosum or you've got the, you know, whatever part of the brain you're talking about. It's about practical stuff that we can apply as learning and development professionals. Yeah, I, I always get turned off as soon as everyone start, anyone starts talking about which chemical it is that's buzzing through your brain. Yes. Immediately, I just lose interest. And I can't, I can't remember the word anyway. Cause the way my brain works, I just don't remember stuff like that. And then I just yeah. find that for me, it just it just 
becomes extremely dull. Yes, yeah. And but if you tell me to group stuff, suddenly I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, so this is the sort of thing that interests me, to be honest, John, is I'm not a neuroscientist, and there are lots of people who are out there who know far, far more about how the brain works than I do um, and know sort of the, all the different names of the brain and the chemicals and the hormones and everything. But what I love is finding out, well, how does the brain work? What should we actually do to help people learn better basically so what can we actually uh, maximize the the handout that I gave you as well which we're going to share on the website that's got some some top top tips which we can share with people which are quite simple to remember really Uh, one of my top ones is is about sort of like stories you know they seem to dig into um, a, a part of the brain which um, it, it makes it quite natural. We all know what stories are supposed to be like. You know, we know there's a beginning, the middle, and an end, and we know there's some sort of moral in a story. And so our brains sort of look out for this sort of like pattern. The brain's very good at recognizing patterns. And so if we've got um, a story, we can add things in to that story and people will actually remember that story really well. I used to use um, a story with um, a group of um, learning development professionals and it wasn't a particularly exciting topic that I, that I would have to be helping people learn about. It was about the barriers to learning within an organization. And so the story that I that I used was actually one that I made up. But the main characters um, were, were called Quasimodo and Esmeralda. And just saying those character names immediately sort of something pops into your mind about what they might look like and who they are. And you know that one's, um, one's the heroine and, you know, the other one is a bit of a, um, I was going to say loser then, but he isn't sort of thing, you know? Yeah, Somebody that, harsh, that, I think. Yeah, I think it is harsh, actually, yes. So um, I use that to try and illustrate all the different barriers there are to learning. And I make this story up. It's about an organization and these are all the barriers to learn. And I get people to use a tick sheet to see if they can spot those barriers. So instead of actually me just standing up and presenting about uh, what the barriers to learning was, or to say to the group, so what do you think the barriers are to learning? I get them to listen to this story and they are all engaged because they know there's a beginning, a middle and an end and there's some moral in the story and they, they're listening. And so it's a great way to, to engage people as well. You said at the beginning of this order we were going to go through this. You, you said, first of all, why bother making things brain friendly? Yeah. And I think we've pretty much answered that, I guess. And then we said, do we need to become a neuroscientist? And I think you've answered that as well, because you're basically saying, no, it's very much about the practical application yeah. of stuff. Is there anything else you want to mention on those two points? I think, there, as I said, there are lots of people who know lots of stuff about the brain. And, and two of my most favorite books, um, there's a book called Make It Stick. Um, and again, we can leave. You've oh, got, got that, that book, yeah. yeah. Um, there's three authors, um, and then there's Neuroscience for L&D by Stella Collins as well. Um, and those t- those are two of my favorite books because they are very accessible. Uh, they do mention brain parts and chemicals and stuff like that, but they've got some really, really pra- practical tips in there, and that's what I love about it, that you don't get swamped in all the neuroscience um, stuff, you, you get to use stuff which is practical. So things things that um, I would 
add to that, I suppose, are you don't have to learn all of this stuff. You just have to go with what's quite natural as well. And if you naturally know that repeating things, for instance, will help you to learn things, then don't be frightened to use a bit of repetition as well, because repetition helps. Uh, One thing that I got from that book, Make It Stick, which really, really um, stood out for me, was about um, retrieval practice. And that basically means testing or making sure that you know it. So um, I always thought that testing was a way in which you found out if somebody actually had remembered something. So, you know, when, when you learned those 20 items, um, the, the testing was to, to see if you'd, if you'd learned them or not or how successfully you'd learned them. But actually, it's part of the learning process as well. So when you are learning things, so getting quick fire questions, getting quizzes, getting ask questions about the topic will really, really help because the information is going in, but that learning process is enhanced by the fact that you're going to try and get the information out as well. Does that make sense, John? Yeah, absolutely. I I totally buy that argument about the retrieval practice. Yeah. So you start with the blank blank piece of paper and see what you can retrieve. Yes. Is a much more effective one than just reading it and going, "Oh yeah, I remember that." But but yeah, you but the, but that is part of the learning process as well. It's not just yeah. uh, testing for testing's sake. It's actually part of the process. So once you start to retrieve it, uh, the memory then becomes more more deeply embedded as well. The more times you actually try and get it out of your brain. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I found that a very useful technique. And I use that. I tell my kids to do that when they're studying. Ah. Not just sit there reading the book, start with a piece of paper, see what you can remember. Yes, that's a great stuff. So yeah, and it works a lot better because you really have to know it. And you also find out what you don't know. Yes, yes, you absolutely do. It is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you were, you were going to go you were going to go on and give us top ten tips. Yeah, I don't know whether I said ten. Did I? Did I say ten? Did you not? Did you not? Hang on a minute. I'm going to reread the email here. Hang on. I might give you. I said top tips. Let me. Oh no. Okay. No, you're right. See, my memory again. Yeah. It I says mean, key I, things. You, what you said was key things to remember. My top tips. I probably could give you ten tips. I mean, we've already spoken about a few of these things. So we already spoke about grouping. Well, pairing things can help as well. So grouping. We spoke about stories and pictures as well. Our brains um, tend to store pictures better than just words. And so if you put things into pictures, they really, really help. Uh, Is, Is that true of visuals generally? So something might not be a picture, but it could be just a visual graphic of a model i believe so i believe so yeah so, I think so it's so. more visuals it's more visual, some sort of yeah. visual representation of something yes and if you've got color in it um, then it makes it more memorable as well right okay that makes sense yeah yeah the other thing is um, associating something that you've learned with something you already know so let's imagine you've got a group of people who were on their induction um, and let's say they've come from um, an organization which is very similar to the one that they're working in 
um, um, but it's new to them. A great way to start with them is not by assuming that they know nothing. A great way to start is by building on what they already know and comparing it and contrasting it with where they came from so that they can sort of like, it's almost like you've got the, the coat hanger there. You're just trying to hang different coats on it, you know? So, ah, that's how you do things here instead of that. So it's sort of like helping people to associate the new learning with something that they already know. So that that makes a very strong connection. We already said, and you mentioned it, John, about making things unusual or unique. So the Hello magazine stood out for you. People tend to remember the first thing you said and the last thing that you said as well. So if you've got important information, people put it at the beginning and at the end. To help people remember the middle, you're going to have to make it stand out by being unusual or something else. Yeah, I find it very easy to recall the old car and the phone because they were beginning and the end. They were, yeah. And but I was also describing them. Interesting, I, I noticed I'd done this as well. I was, like I said, the Blackbridge-style old phone. I didn't just say phone. You did. So I was yeah. just trying, I was deliberately making it a bit different yes. so it was it was a bit stickier yes now we could have also said all the orange things you know just finding some ways of of grouping them or whatever you might have looked at well all the orange things all the red things all the blue things and we could have done it like that as well um variety for me is the absolute key that if you've got things that all seem to blend into one so if you've got somebody who's just presenting and it's slide after slide after slide and it's a lot of words and everything then it becomes quite monotonous to the brain and so you know if you've got variety of different things and different ways of learning and it's experiential rather than something being done to somebody if you involve the senses so if they're standing up when they do it if they're touching something maybe some objects that they're using the more senses that are aroused then the the deeper that memory is going to be as well right okay and retrieval practice we've already mentioned that you know practicing getting the information out as well so don't ever apologize for saying so who remembered this thing or who remembered that thing or you know it's like me saying to you and, and i may be putting you on the spot now do you remember the five secrets of accelerated learning John. oh god here we go right <gasps> so well the first <laughs> i don't have it in front of me i no? the first the first one because i remember you banging on about how important it was was about objectives yeah business focused objectives yeah robert major and all that stuff and then yep. um the next one well one of them was <laughs> i might get the order wrong now it doesn't one of them was a, one of them was around be a facilitator not a trainer so i don't Absolutely. think it was second i think it was third that, that was the second one that was the second one. Okay. All right. So um, one of them was around uh, variety, design with variety in mind. Yep. And then there was, that was the third one. Yep. And then the fourth one was about the environment. Yes. And then this one, the fifth one, the brain. Yeah. Well done. Yay. Yay. So because you know there's five things as well. Yeah, that helps. It's It does help. It does, absolutely. If I said the 25 things that help you to accelerate learning, that would be a bit more difficult. Yes, yeah, just quite a lot, yeah. But also just knowing it's five, if you sort of said what are, if I didn't, I mean, I know there are five, we've talked about it enough, but if it was a, a model I was unfamiliar with, if you said something like what are Cotter's steps and I didn't know there were eight, 
then I think I would find that more difficult. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, well, thanks for those tips, Chris. I think some really good stuff there. And I know there's some others in the actual poster that you emailed me, which I'm looking at now, which uh, like the use of mnemonics and things like that. Um, And a few others that I can see there, like checking. So there are a few there. And and if you go to the Trainer Tools website, you'll see links to all this stuff. And some of it will be on the website. And I'll link to those two books as well that you you mentioned, the Making It Stick and Neuroscience for L&D. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I wonder, John, I wonder now, though, how many of those things can you remember now? Is that putting you on the spot again? How many of those 20 things? Yes, oh, how God. many? Right. Oh, I reckon I can do this now. I'm going to go oh, for it. Hang on. Right. So. Have, you on, have you covered up the 20? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not That's looking good. at it. All right, then. I'm not looking at it. It's, okay. Um, well, the car, the, the keys and the motorbike, that's our Excellent. transport lot. Yeah. Then we got food, didn't we? We had the spoon, we had the carrots. Oh, oh, got, oh and the chocolates, the chocolates. The spoon, the carrots and the chocolates. Spoon, the carrots yeah. and the chocolates. Then we had the uh, things you can wear. Yeah. So we had the hat, the glasses, the shoe and the rug. Yes. For some people. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, God, I forgot that. Oh, the picture of the Queen. Oh, the right. Hello, the Hello magazine. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm grouping those. Oh, God, I'm running out now. How many have I got? Twelve. The phone? Yep. The toaster? Yep. That was a food thing. I don't know. I didn't include it because I was just thinking yeah. in threes. I was, was just thinking in threes. Yeah. Well. Is there another one? Yeah. I said the chocolates. I said the said spoon. Chocolates. I said the carrots. I said the toaster. Oh, God, it's another one. How many have I got? I'm getting anything worse than earlier. 14, I think I've got. 13, 14. 14 you've got. I'm, I'm worse at this now, having been through the podcast. I bet you if you That's actually worse. went through it again and actually just had a look at the list again, that would help you to learn it oh, Of course, or, yeah, yeah. Or maybe going through it. I put, I put you on the spot there, but still 14. No, but hang on. Hang on. I haven't given up yet, Chris. Hang no, on. don't. Don't give up. Don't give up. I haven't given up yet. Um, I think I've got the top line. Um, you have got the top line. Oh, the bricks. Yeah. Oh, bricks. the bricks, yeah. Yeah, you... the bricks. What else? What? Orange uh, things. Orange things. There, there is an orange thing, because I remember seeing that in the story as well. That was the carrot. The carrot. carrot is orange. Yeah. Then something else orange. I'm not very good with colour. Oh, right, okay. So mm. I'm not, that, that might not help me. I probably won't have noticed the colour. Oh, there was, um, there was, oh, no, I said the rug. She's so annoying. <laughs> Give me a clue. Something that was in a tin. Oh, paint. Yeah. Oh, that's Something what I was thinking about as well. Something that you carry stuff in. Oh, the recycling bag. Yeah. Something oh. that you might write in. Oh, the book. Something that you might, might. oh, <laughs> a piece of stationery. Oh, the stapler. Oh, my God. Chris, you've, you've destroyed that... my confidence here. I can't believe uh, how bad I am at this. Something, it wasn't eating, but it was to do with drinking. Ah, uh, was it? Oh, let me think. I don't remember there being a bottle of anything. A glass bottle. Oh, a teapot. Teapot, yeah. Is that the mall? That's the mall. Please tell me that's the mall. That is the mall. Yeah, that is the mall. But I suppose, to be fair to me, there was a bit of a gap between our initial discussion around it and then me going back to it. So yeah. you would expect an element of forgetting. You would expect and now we've reinforced element. it again. We've reinforced it again. So if we were to do it again, which we won't, because that'd be so painful to listen to, I'm sure. 
But if you were to do it again in another half an hour, I reckon I would get okay. Yeah, I do okay. and if, if you were to go back and have a look at it and then maybe do some of the grouping, then you'd find you'd learn it again. So I don't think, I mean, initially you had 16 and that was fresh in your mind, but then you went down to 14, but then you've recalled all of them with a little bit of help. I don't think that's bad at all. Yeah, I'm with you on this, Chris. I think that I'm pretty good at this. I've changed yeah. my mind. I've changed my mind. I'm being hard on myself. You are. Well, listen, thanks very much for that, Chris. And it's been brilliant going through these five secrets. I think it's been really good. I've learned a huge amount. And I hope people listening to this have got a lot from it as well. So thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, John. You know, I always enjoy chatting to you. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. And let's move on and do something completely different. Do podcast on something else. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks, John.